Well, welcome. Good morning. Jim Munchback here at uh, moneystudygroup.com. We're getting ready to get started with our weekly Zoom meeting. So I'm going to jump in and let some people in. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, let me see if I can get my technology working. Okay, we've got lots of people in the waiting room. I'm going to admit all. So welcome aboard if you are in the uh, Zoom meeting with me today, with us today. Welcome. Uh, I see some beautiful pictures and faces. No actual live shots except for just momentarily before you mute your camera. <laughs> so hi everybody, good morning. If you could, <clears throat> please just don't forget to chat in and say your name and what time you joined. We're getting ready to get started with week two. We're going to talk about budgets today. So we talked about saving last week. We're going to jump in and talk about budgets. So if you're joining on the Zoom call, uh, just jump in and tell me what your name and what time. And good morning, Matthew and everyone else so thank you for that and I'm assuming you can hear me because you're uh, posting those chats as requested I haven't heard from anyone well, a big big orange thing just flew by my window like it looked like a big party balloon but it was about as big as me and it just the Sun was shining it was bizarre you should be here uh, <clears throat> if we were in class together today we would be sharing space and an experience I saw a friend of mine sent me an article last night about a professor I can't remember what college he taught at but he's about 80 years old and he's he's teaching psychology and he's in the classroom and he had a student who was not wearing her mask correctly so apparently she was wearing her mask um, without covering her nose. Sorry, I'm reaching for a mask. I was going to try to illustrate. I hate these things. I absolutely hate them. They're worthless, too. They don't work. They're a joke. But for some reason, some people think this is the be-all and end-all. So this student was apparently... Can you hear me now? I mean, I wouldn't want to wear this and teach at all. I wouldn't... I, especially over my nose but anyway this student was wearing a mask and she was not covering her nose and this professor kept he made his own rule like that college didn't require you to wear a mask and cover your nose and all that but he required it in his class but this student was not cooperating <laughs> female student who'd have thunk it anyway so she wasn't cooperating and this 80 some year old professor was pretty anxious because he had diabetes he was apparently uh, a little bit obese I'm not really sure what his situation was don't know if he'd been vaccinated but he basically retired he quit on the spot it was on Twitter it was hilarious it wasn't really hilarious it was it was interesting I'm thinking dude maybe it's time to retire I don't know. <clears throat> I would tell you this, if I'm afraid of catching a germ, something like the flu, and I know COVID's worse than the flu because I know people who have died from it, but I refuse to live my life in fear. And so 
I get to that point, I'm going to retire. But here I sit safely in my own space without anybody breathing. It's not because of COVID. It's because you've told me over the course of the last few semesters that you actually appreciate online courses. So this is an online asynchronous course. It's now 10.05 a.m. Remember last week I told you that at about five minutes after I'm going to start teaching and at that point five minutes after I'm no longer going to admit students who join or try to join the Zoom meeting. So we're at that point. It is now, according to my Big Mac computer, five minutes after I'm going to do something I forgot to do last week. I'm going to turn off my phone so that my phone calls and text messages and social media alerts don't distract me from the task at hand which is budgets this week we're going to talk about budgets so again it's 10:05 a.m. just clicked over to 10:06 so if you have not joined in the zoom meeting you're too late you won't be admitted so you'll have to watch on Facebook. It's being streamed. This is being streamed live to Facebook and YouTube. And it's also, if you go to the webpage moneystudygroup.com, you'll see this is being streamed. So here we go. We're going to talk about budgets. So what I wanted to do last week, you guys did an awesome job with your comments. So what I wanted to do was just review a few comments. I just grabbed a few that were posted on YouTube. And so I got lots of additional comments inside, inside the course at moneystudygroup.com. All great. You guys did an awesome job with not just this last week's class collaboration assignment, which was to post your comments, which you did. You all, I didn't have one uh, bad screenshot. Usually I have students who take pictures of the screen and I have to say no that's not really a screenshot but not this week I had zero defects in screenshots and a hundred percent participation of students who followed the instructions and I can't tell you how much that means to me but for some reason the summer school session that we just finished was like the total polar opposite I couldn't get students to follow instructions to save my self. So I'm so thrilled about the way we're getting started with this semester and I thank you for that. So keep up the good work. For those of you who turned in your assignment in early, you got extra points. If you turned it in a couple hours late, you didn't get extra points. I'm trying to set the table and condition you and encourage you and incentivate you to turn your assignments in early. And the definition this semester of turning your assignment in early is Friday at 3 p.m. The market closes at 3 p.m. So I'm not always available to even re review assignments, especially if it's a Friday and the market's either way up or way down. I'm doing my job as a investment manager. So 3 o'clock on Friday, if you turn your assignment in by 3 o'clock on Friday, hopefully you saw some extra points. If you didn't, then I owe you some extra points. But in addition to the extra points for turning your assignment in early, you get some feedback. You get, if you miss something, you get an opportunity for me to 
point that out and give you some input and correct it. So thank you for that. This week it's the same thing. This week's assignment is budget. I'm going to quickly kind of review the assignment this week in this Zoom call. I'm going to cover some comments from last week to try to set the table and give you some direction about what we're working on this week in the context of budgets. I'm going to contrast what we talked about last week in terms of saving and I'm going to highlight one of the most important laws of personal finance, which is the first law of personal finance, the law of spending and saving. So I'm going to highlight that, and then I'll jump into the assignment, review the high points, the things that you're really going to want to pay attention to, and then we'll try to wrap this up as quickly as possible. So thanks for being here. If you're watching on YouTube after it's not live, don't forget you can hit the double speed and you can listen a lot faster than I can talk. But I'll try to talk fast. Okay, so here we go. Budgets. So week two. First thing uh, I wanted to do was just review some comments. So, and, and again, these are comments you posted on YouTube. So if you're wondering, like, why are you posting? You already posted these in a public way. And that's why I chose your comments. I hope that's cool. If it's not, just be aware that if you choose to post on Facebook or YouTube, that's a public place, and so I'm using your comments liberally. Um, if you're posting inside Money Study Group, I'm not taking the liberty of using your comments there. Uh, if you want me to use your comments, just let me know. I'd love to do that. But So Lance, way to go. Here, Lance said, I've been managing my finances well, and I feel confident in my money managing skills currently, but I do worry about how that will change once I take on more expenses. I always feel like I could be saving more, and I anticipate that saving will only be more difficult in the next couple of years. I hope to gain skills in managing my expenses to be able to optimize my savings for the future. So Lance, I want you to know that this week you're going to uh, you're going to learn a little bit more about budgeting. And so the goal of this week's assignment and this week's homework is and this week's um, work that you're going to do in your financial planning portal is to set the table and help you recognize the power of budgeting. We're going to talk about budgeting, but I'm just going to say Lance, I uh, don't really like budgeting. It's like, it's like it feels restrictive. It, it's like extra work, and so for me, uh, I'm 59 years old. The one thing that made it super easy for me to budget was just to commit myself to saving. And once I had really clear goals for what I was saving for and why I was saving. It made the budgeting process super easy because here's the deal. I wanted to be debt free. I didn't want to go into debt and spend more than I make, which is the first law of personal finance. Spend less than you earn so you can save more for what matters most. So that law became part of my approach to f personal finance. And so by doing that, by committing to save and knowing why I was saving, that kind of eliminated the rigmarole of budgeting. Now my wife, Connie, she's a really, she's a way more of a planner than I am. For me, I just want to get it done and have some fun. And I know that saving's important and I have goals and I really cared all through my life about getting to a point where I was like 50 years old where I could do whatever I wanted to do, which is why I'm able to teach this course and not be worried about going out and getting a new client today. So 
I'm at that point in my life because I had that goal and I had that commitment. And so you, I, I know how you feel. You're going to make more money. You're going to have more expenses. But if you choose to be really clear about your goal for saving, that will kind of eliminate the need, especially if you have that two-part goal that you're going to save, but you're not going to get buried in debt, then you'll basically find that your expenses will manage themselves because you will be careful about not overspending. And a budget is a great way to do that, but a budget isn't for everyone. Uh, if you're like my wife, Connie, a budget's a great tool to tell your money where to go. And that's what this week's all about. So I hope that's encouraging. You will learn throughout this course some ways to optimize your savings for the future. We call that investing. So there's saving and then there's investing. And right now in the first third of this course, we're focused on saving and budgeting and allocating your resources to go where you want them to go to achieve the goals that you want in your life. So hopefully that's encouraging. Lance, thank you so much for that great comment. Now, Gila uh, said, I feel anxious thinking about financial freedom and how to manage my finances right now and after graduating college. I took this class because I know there's so much more to saving money. And you're right. It's not just about saving money. It's not just about accumulating money in your savings account or your checking account or under your mattress. There's way more to building wealth than just saving. But before I move on, I want to encourage you. I want to kind of hang out this challenge to every single person watching this video and hearing my voice. And whether you're hearing my voice or watching my lips move, it doesn't really matter. I want you to think about this challenge. So I know from teaching this course in personal finance at the University of Houston for like 12 years now that most of the students who come into this course um, they have they have anxiety. They they want to learn about managing money, and they 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 want to make goals. They want to do the right thing, but most of them don't have even 500 bucks saved in a checking account or a savings account. So, here's my question: Do you have a savings account, an emergency fund, a, a stash of cash that is at least? 500 bucks. It really should be a thousand. But if you've got none right now, if you just like maybe have 50 bucks, you know, somewhere in your underwear drawer, <laughs> that's where I keep my gold coins. So if you ever break into my house, you know right where to go. <laughs> There's only one gold coin. But so uh, wherever you keep your cash, hopefully it's in a checking account or even better yet, a savings account. Your emergency fund should be a little bit away from your accessible money. But my question is very simple. When it comes to saving, how many of you have actually done that? How many of you have actually set up an account specifically for saving for an emergency fund? If you haven't done that yet, you know, that's like super baby step number one. And if you haven't done that, do it today. It's super easy to set up a separate account for the purpose of saving. Now, I'm not talking about your checking account, your debit account at the bank. Go right to that bank and set up a new account, a separate account that's separate. It, 
you really don't even want to have it linked. It's better generally to set that account up at a very at a totally different institution just so that you're not constantly dipping into it so that you have the kind of the boundary of setting money aside for emerge an emergency fund. That's like the first most basic rule of saving is you save money for emergencies. And yeah, there's so much more to saving money in terms of building wealth. But you can't really build wealth until you start to save money. And most of us can't really save money if we don't have some mechanism that governs where our money's going. And that's what a budget is. And that's what you're going to do this week for your homework assignment. So that the whole reason of creating a budget, the whole reason for tracking your spending and being accountable with your money is so that you can save enough to establish a good emergency fund and then start saving more so that you can invest it. You have no business investing if you haven't saved enough money for an emergency. So again, my challenge to you is if you don't already have at least 500 bucks sitting in a savings account that's dedicated to emergencies, then do that. Start doing that today. Set up the account post that comment I'll give you extra points if you if you tell me yeah I didn't and I do now obviously that's a personal decision for you but it would be like something to celebrate if you came into this course without having that account established because you're not going to put money in that account if you don't actually have that account set up when you get into wealth management the majority of what I do for clients in terms of managing, helping them manage their wealth and their investments, the majority of what I do is account management. And we're going to get into that in the third part of this course where we talk about tax-advantaged investing. It's all about types of accounts. And so one of the first steps for you is to set up a type of account that's very specifically designed to help you save for emergencies. And that account should have some zeros on it. So if you've got two zeros on that account, my challenge is to you to get to three zeros. So if you've got 500 bucks, then get to 1,000, okay? And if you've got 1,000 bucks in your emergency fund, maybe it's time for you to think about saving 10,000. Now, that's just a goal. It's a very simple savings goal, but it's really important because you should have enough in your emergency fund so that for six months, if you're out there working, make paying bills, you got your budget all set up, everything's going peachy keen, you should have an emergency fund that's sufficient to pay for your living expenses for at least six months. Three to six months is what I think Dave Ramsey says, three to six months, and that's great. But believe me, six months is a better cushion than three months. And if you don't have an account set up today, then you're not even taking the most baby steps to being successful in personal finance. So that's my big encouragement, my big challenge to you this week is to do that, set up that account and start saving and accumulate some money in that account. Make that your mission. So yes, there's lots more to saving money, but really saving and investing, two different things. You can't do the second until you do the first. You shouldn't even start doing the second until you do the first. 
And I know that may be bad news for some of you because you really want to get into investing. The most, it's the most popular topic in this course, and I love investing. And I promise you we're going to spend time on investing. I'm going to teach you the top four investment strategies that are designed to maximize your return and minimize your risk. And before I even teach you that, I'm going to teach you about the perfect investment, which really goes back to saving in the right type of account, which is a heads up 401k, a company sponsored 401k with a company match. That's the perfect investment. If you haven't watched videos ahead of time, you, you probably already know that. But that's kind of a it's a future question on a quiz. But anyway, saving and investing two different things. Saving starts with having the right account set up for the purpose of an of an emergency and then investing is different types of accounts so that you can do different things and then tax advantage investing is hugely important to building wealth so uh, yes Hilo we're going to get into all of that and I know I promise you I promise you that if you stay with us through this semester and you pay attention and take a few notes and you do your homework you're going to develop some of the skills the basic skills that you need to be very confident in how you're managing money that's what this whole course is about you're going to build a financial plan starting this week step by step that's going to help you do that and I do that meaning it's going to help you create the confidence to do all of the things you need to do to achieve significant success and become a millionaire by the time you're 50. Okay, uh, Alex is in the waiting room, but he's not going to be admitted, so I just got a pop-up. And so, yep, nobody else is going to get admitted. Now, let's see, Avery, the thought of having to manage my money seems overwhelming, but I honestly believe that once I get the hang of it, it won't be as difficult of a task to manage. I think that people get overwhelmed when they feel as if they have no direction or guidance. I really appreciate these comments, and Avery, that's, that's absolutely right. Um, and so you say after completing educational courses such as this one, you think you'll, uh, it'll give people more peace of mind. And the challenge that you anticipate being faced with is the discipline that comes with having to save my money and keeping myself within a budget because it's not something that comes easy for me, but it will definitely be rewarding to see the benefits of me doing so. And you're absolutely right. And this course is specifically designed to achieve your objective or what you said is possible if you take educational courses such as this one this one is incredibly different than anyone out there there is no personal finance course that I've ever found um, that has what you've been given um, access to you're going to have access starting this week to a premium planning portal where you're going to be able to work with me in collaboration to create a financial plan so that you get to see how all these pieces fit together and create your comprehensive financial plan and I don't want you to feel overwhelmed by that it's can be a very overwhelming thing just to think about a comprehensive financial plan but this semester we're gonna make it kind of like a game piece by piece we're gonna put the puzzle together I'm going to show you the picture on the outside of the box and then you're going to get to pick up each piece 
put in some data each week and build your financial plan piece by piece like a puzzle so when we get to the end of the course your capstone assignment will be pretty much done and you'll just be basically taking all of those pieces that you put together throughout the semester and you'll be able to hold up the big picture of your financial plan which is going to be based on lots of assumptions like uh, when you graduate what kind of job are you going to get what is your income going to be what kind of house are you going to buy how much is your mortgage we're going to make some assumptions along the way so that we put you into the context of your financial plan years down the road so that may seem a little abstract and it is but it's going to be the best way that we've found to help you wrap your head around all of the pieces of personal finance that will help you be very confident in moving forward and becoming independent and responsible for managing your own money. So again, thanks for that great comment. Jasmine says, I've improved my spending habits significantly, but I always worry if I've saved enough money for the future. It's a good question. So one of the top three questions that everyone has who comes to me to hire me as their financial planner. So do I have enough to retire? And it really boils down to a couple of basic things. Let me just say that if you want to know if you have enough to retire, you got to know what are my expenses. I call it the burn rate. So I spend about $110,000 a year. Now that's a big number. So I need to be able to earn more than that and then earn even more than that so I can save so that I can really not work, not earn money at some point and still have sufficient money to live to be 100 years old because people in my family live a long time and that's one of the big keys to figuring out do you have enough money to retire is okay if you're going to live to be 60 if your family has a you know shorter lifespan then you don't have as difficult a job to save enough to retire but in my family we live to be old and so I have to know what are my expenses how much do I burn every year now the hundred and ten grand that I spend right now I could reduce that to half of what it is but right now I'm making enough money to be able to spend what I want to spend but what do I do first I always save first so I make the investment in my future in my retirement plan before I spend and then and in fact part of that hundred and ten thousand is my savings so that's what I'm going to teach you how to do to learn how to do it better and what channels you can use to invest your money into because Jasmine what that really says to me is that you're thinking in a very smart way and when we get to the point where we start to talk about tax advantaged investing which is really which type of account should you be putting your money in from there we're going to get into different asset classes like which investments should you be investing in inside of that account so think about that for a second your question your concern your comment is what channels I can use to invest my money into that's a great I'm thrilled to see you have that seed of curiosity planted in your mind because that's what we're going to cover in this semester is but but just understand that wealth management 90% of wealth management is account management starting with what type of account 
because that's how you do tax advantaged investing is you have to know what type of account is the best type of account to get the best results the best returns the best uh, outcomes for the money that you're investing it's more about the type of account than it is the type of investment type of account type of investment you're going to learn that this semester that they're very different and so when we get into investing you're going to understand type of account versus type of investment an investment like apple stock or a government bond so you're going to learn about types of investments but first or in the meantime you're going to have to learn about types of accounts so great question it's coming i promise so sophie robertson i'm assuming Sophie you, you, you capitalize your name when you write it on a paper but you didn't on YouTube so I didn't either hello professor managing money as an adult can weigh very heavily mentally on the head but it's important to make good choices when it comes to financials and if you are smart 90% of the time everything will be okay so I'm just gonna leave it there and say that yes being smart is helpful but I know a whole lot of smart people who don't make wise choices with money and frankly honestly unfortunately I'm talking to a lot of people in that category right now and I don't say that to be uh, <laughs> uh, to be a jerk I say it because it's true my experience I'm 59 years old I've been doing this business for a long time and I can tell you I've worked with a whole lot of very very smart people who never figured out how to make wise choices with their money because money is emotional in nature and things that we want sometimes often trump things that we need and when that happens it's like uh, when you're when your outflows exceed your inflows then your upkeep becomes your downfall in other words when you spend more than you earn because you're buying things that you don't really need but things that you can't not live without things that you want you end up not being able to save for emergencies you end up not having surplus to invest for the future and you end up living for today being paycheck to paycheck or buried in debt so it's not about being smart it's about taking the next step and that's why my challenge this week to you is do you have an account that's set aside for emergencies that's far enough away from your you know access in your debit card like if it's linked to your debit card account trust me it's not going to be you know it's the, the emergency the level of emergency could be very low like man I need some pizza <laughs> instead of some bologna or whatever so that's the challenge don't just be smart do the next simple thing and you'll find success but it doesn't come from being smart this course or any other course or any book that you read by the way speaking of books I don't know what books you guys read I hope you are reading some books I hope you're consuming some good um, financial content that that gives you some clarity you're gonna need to do that when I was in your shoes when I was in college I read this book it's one of my favorite books of all time it's called the millionaire next door and in that book these 
the millionaire next door is these people that live in your neighborhood they live in the small house and they drive old cars and they do not look like millionaires they just look like regular people but they buy clothes at the retail shop I mean at the resale shop like my wife she loves to do that they buy used cars but they learn how to get a really good deal on used cars they're really good at negotiating which we're going to cover in a couple of weeks the the basic skills you need just to negotiate because negotiate if you choose to negotiate like these people in this book the millionaire next door it's one of the ways you can really move the needle on your financial life so when I read that book the idea was planted in my head and in my heart that because these people these millionaires next door they were so much regular like they were so regular it was the little things that they did like buying used cars instead of new cars because you save so much money and because I was a master mechanic that one was super easy to me because I would never buy a new car when it's you know it's fun to find a good deal on a used car and when you know that you can go fix whatever's broken that's like a super cool deal and so for me that was just such a natural fit so this book the millionaire next door that was one of the key concepts is cars and how they buy cars and how they cut their own hair I don't know if you noticed but I cut my own hair and it saves a lot of money so just think about that like I buy coffee at Costco I don't go to Starbucks think about how much it costs if you happen to have a Starbucks habit a daily Starbucks habit and maybe you don't even buy the coffee for two bucks a cup and then a buck for the tip for the barista maybe you buy the specialty coffee which is four or five bucks a cup and then a two dollar tip for the barista and you do that every day for five days a week just do the math so uh, yeah mindless spending Sophie mindless spending will lead to a much less good result in your financial future and so this week budgeting this whole course we're going to focus on spending it's going to be a big part an ongoing part and so uh, I'm just going to highlight if you haven't watched the video that I posted this um, this is the video three laws to personal finance and so I'm not going to uh, I just want to make sure you have access to this video and what's in it it's a short video that to me it's a foundation for this course and it really helps set the table for what I hope you will learn and what I hope you will do this semester so just wanted to highlight that the three laws of personal finance but now let's jump into your week two assignment budgeting and I'm gonna uh, yes harsh finding a good used car is a big process but it's rewarding to find the right one it sure is I love I love it's not as fun shopping for used cars today with COVID as it used to be because I just bought a car a couple months ago a Lexus ES350 none of the dealers were willing to make any kind of deal I finally found a dealer in North Houston who had the car I was looking for and he was willing to make a deal and then I found out it was um, it was Toyota Gulo 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 
Toyota. I can't remember the name. But anyway, it was a great team. The owner was there. I got to meet the owner and the sales manager. And I found out the reason, the only reason they made a deal on the car that I bought is because they had a salesman who had was in a pretty big slump. And I happened to get connected with that salesman. And I told him I was looking for a deal. I wasn't in a hurry, but I wasn't going to buy a car unless I found a deal. And he said, okay, I'll make you a deal. And his management, who always makes the decision on the price of the car, said, yep, we're going to make sure you sell this car because we want to help you get out of your slump. So that's kind of a cool story. I got a good deal on a used car, the right car, and it, you're right. It's, it's rewarding. So um, your assignment for week two, you're going to create a budget, okay? I don't want you to spend a lot of time on this assignment. Um, it shouldn't take a lot of time. There's tons and tons of ways to create a budget. Um, basically, I want you to start to think about all of the categories that are involved in um, the cost of living, like your life. Just think about all the ways that you spend money, and not just the way you spend money, because most of you, I've found, uh, most of you are not paying your own expenses. So a lot of you are, some of you are, and for those of you who are, you get it. You know what it costs for the electric bill. You know what it costs for cable or Wi-Fi. You know what it costs for car insurance or gasoline or new tires or an oil change or a haircut or clothes or food you know because you pay those bills okay some of you are older you've got some more life experience but a whole bunch of you have no clue what it costs for you to live and so for those of you who don't know you're gonna have to do some research and prove to me that you get it that you've thought about okay so maybe you're living at home for free maybe your parents are not charging you rent you're gonna have to do a little research to figure out okay if I were living on my own and I were responsible for my own money and my own bills how much would I be paying if I rented a room from a family and and I had to split the cost let's say it's a four-bedroom house and let's say that that house cost two thousand dollars a month your portion for rent would be 500 bucks I mean that's just a guess I don't I don't expect you to get like perfectly clear but I do expect you to think about it I expect you to go through some rational logical thought to figure out okay what does it cost for you to live I know you're not spending that money to live someone else is though someone else is paying the utility bill so when you walk into that cool house because the air conditioner has been running and it's a hundred degrees outside in 97 percent humidity and you walk into that cool house and you're like oh this can you go grab a cold drink of water or maybe a soda from the refrigerator that you didn't buy I mean I want you to think about all of those expenses even the ones that and especially the ones that you're not paying yourself I want you to put a budget together and show me that you understand what's the nut that you have to crack remember I told you I spent 110 grand a year I could show you where I spend that I wouldn't even have to do a budget I could just show you my credit card bills and say here's where I spend it you know taxes insurance 
advertising for my business, um, all of the technology. You can't imagine how much I spend on technology. Like the things that I'm using to do this show right now, to do this episode, this Zoom meeting. There's so many pieces of technology that are expensive. Money Study Group was a very expensive invention. Um, so, tech, you know, whatever, whatever your life costs, I want to see what is your budget. And when I say budget, I mean what is the what is everything that if you had to be right now responsible for your life how much money would you need to continue to live the life that you live that's what I'm looking for so that's really but I don't want you to spend a lot of time on that I just want you to think about each category and try not to miss something okay Um, so I've given you some resources for how to do that Um, and then uh, I've got this playlist at Charles Schwab. It's like 12 videos. They're very, very short videos. And I just want you to watch all of the videos. Watch all of the videos. Let me say that one more time. Watch all of the videos in this playlist. And when you do that, let me see if I, if I open this in a new tab. Will it let me open in a new tab? Well, I'm going to open it in YouTube. Let's see what happens. So I don't want to play it. But um, so this is the playlist, and it's got all of the uh, video. There are 12 videos there, and you're going to find that some of those videos are more interesting. You're, they're going to be like hey, that. Just like when I read uh, the Millionaire Next Door, it was like this one hit me. It was like who who I wanted to be, where I was in life, what I, what made sense to me. And it just gave me incredible motivation to think differently and to think about what's possible in my own life. I never, before I read that book, I never thought about the possibility that I could actually be a millionaire. But when they defined what it was to be a millionaire, a million dollars of net worth, I started to think, hey, the these things over time would certainly be the way to do that and so I did that I became a millionaire by the time I was 50 a million dollars net worth so it was like that book was really valuable I don't know if these videos are going to be really that valuable but you're going to see a couple of them that you're going to be like that really made a lot of sense to me I want you to pick three or four of those videos and they're really short just outline them tell me why that moved the needle for you why that impacted you why that helped you that's that's this week's article it's very simple so you're going to do the budget give me a snapshot like a little screenshot and just show me the categories that's one of the things and then you're going to um, watch the playlist pick a couple videos do your article just like you did last week you did a great job last week every single article I looked at you spent time formatting it some of you gave me really creative titles that set the table and made me interested and want to read your articles so I you did a great job and I appreciate it Um, so part two of this week's assignment is we're going to start working on your financial plan I call these capstone everything when you hear the word capstone just know that at the end of the semester we don't have a final exam what we do have is um, the capstone and the capstone is really just a summary of all of the uh, assignments that you do throughout the semester and these assignments are building like I said 
piece by piece your financial plan and we're going to do that in the Bayrock planning portal which is a premium financial planning portal that's where you're going to start to build your budget that's where you're going to link your credit cards or your your accounts uh, including your credit card debit card so if you if you so let me talk about that for a minute so when I when you see capstone just know that this is part of a series of pieces of the course that are going to be important at the end of the course because that's your capstones worth 200 points so this week you're going to take a couple of steps and you'll see that in your instructions in blackboard and it's also here um, so I want you to you'll complete these six data cards and I've done a tutorial to show you step by step how to do that it's really easy just watch that video but I want to highlight part three complete your detailed expenses this is like your budget um, you're gonna do that in your now this is I, I want you to know there's a, an assignment coming up at the end not at the end of the semester but after about 60 days so closer to the end of the semester you're gonna have an assignment it's gonna be 60 day spending tracker okay that basically means starting now you need to be if you're not already doing this most of you are already doing this I think I hope I pray keeping track of your spending so it's super easy to do this today if you have a mobile phone most likely you'll be using your mobile app from your bank and you'll see all of the transactions and if you're like most people you have one primary mode of spending now this is a credit card I have more than one credit card uh, I only have one that's with me um, so this is what I take everywhere I go and it's a credit card I don't use a debit card long story I'll tell you that story sometime but whatever you use I'm assuming most of you use a debit card well that keeps track of every single penny that you spend and so that's a good thing that's an easy way for you to track your spending another way to do it is something called mint.com it's been over the course of the time I've taught this course it's been the most uh, popular app to use to track your spending it's awesome because mint.com lets you it's called aggregate your accounts so that if you've got two credit cards a savings account at Bank of America another one at Chase it lets you aggregate all of your accounts your Charles Schwab TD Ameritrade E-Trade Robinhood all of your accounts get aggregated so that you see one snapshot now when you have lots of accounts that's incredibly valuable and mint.com does that for you for free and they use bank level encryption which is really solid so it's free the problem with mint.com is when you sign up and you use their tool you get all of these advertisements constantly constantly so when you're on their platform there's all these ads popping up and that's what it costs to get something for free so what we've done for you in your Bayrock planning portal is we've used the same technology the same bank level encryption and we've put that into a totally zero advertising zero marketing platform so it's your choice most of you are going to want to use your bank app because that's super easy and you're probably already doing it some of you may want to check out mint.com it's a great aggregator but you've already got access there's no additional cost and for the time that you're in this course you'll have 
the same aggregation technology and it's very expensive and very secure but that's all going to be available to you and you'll see that when you get into your financial plan which you're going to start to do this week so I know that may seem a little um, abstract at the moment but when you watch the videos in money study group you're going to see me walk you through that step by step so I just wanted to make sure that you knew there was this assignment coming because it is now um, August 31st it is 10.50 a.m. almost, 10.48 a.m., and I'm making this announcement, and you need to pay attention to this announcement. You will be required to track your spending for 60 days. Okay, you're going to have an assignment. In that assignment, I'm going to ask you for three things. I'm going to say, I want to see the data. In other words, I, I don't care how you do it, but if you use your bank app, I want you to show me the data. Every penny you spent that's number one the data it's just a bunch of data to prove that the next thing is accurate the next thing is a graph so if you've ever made a graph a chart usually your bank will give you that they'll be able, they'll give you a chart you'll just take a screenshot and it'll show the categories of your spending so that's number two number one is the data number two is a graph and number three I'm gonna ask you to tell me kind of what did you learn about yourself by focusing and being accountable for 60 days for every penny that you spend so again three options your bank app mint.com or use the premium planning platform that we've put together in your course at Bayrock it's it's safe it's easy it's a part of your financial plan it makes a lot of sense to me but every semester I get the concern hey I don't know I don't feel comfortable putting my data in there fine do whatever you want to do but your data at the bank and your debit card is no more secure than what's at mint.com and it's all pretty much the same type of encryption so you get to choose I just want it to be as easy as possible this should not take time but it will take a little focus so three things in that assignment that's coming later in the semester the 60-day spending tracker you have to track your spending every penny for 60 days give me the data create a chart showing the categories of spending and then finally tell me what you learned what did you discover about yourself and your spending habits over the last 60 days so that'll all be part of your financial plan but it will also be a separate assignment and today you're being um, made aware that starting now you need to track your spending so we'll have September and October at the end of October the very beginning of November you'll get an assignment and I'm gonna ask you for three things I want to see the data to the penny how much did you spend number two I want to see a chart showing the categories of those expenses and number three what did you learn so that assignment is coming and you're being warned today August 31st at 10:50 a.m. and that's about it so now I'm going to uh, let's see if I missed anything uh, yeah you guys pretty much have this down the articles that you did last week were perfect so just keep doing what you're doing um, those of you who did not turn your assignments in early I'm sorry that you missed out on the extra points but there's no need for you to miss out this week again those early assignments are due on Friday at 3 p.m. 
you get them in by Friday at 3 p.m., I will give you extra credit for getting them in early. If you miss something, I may not give, I may even deduct points, but you'll get some feedback and you'll have an opportunity to fix it. And if you fix something that was missing and you turn it in by Tuesday at 10 a.m., which is when the assignments are due, you'll still get the extra points for turning it in early if you turned it in early and you didn't have all the information that you needed or you missed something. Okay, so that's a super deal. My hope, my goal, my encouragement to you is by the time we get to the end of the semester with a couple of weeks to spare you're going to have 950 points which is what you need for an A. You're going to have it ahead of time so that you can spend your time on those classes that are more demanding that have a final examination and this course will be done. You'll be done with a couple weeks left if you turn your assignments in early. So I am competing with your other, you know, your other assignments, your other courses, and I know that, and I'm trying to manipulate you as much as possible to focus on this course, to get as much out of it as possible so that you can achieve that level of success and, and really confidence that will give you the success that you really want in managing your money. So that's it for today. Next week we'll be back. Don't forget, leave your comments. Um, Tell me, this week's comments is about what are you doing to save, like your emergency fund, how are you managing your emergency fund? I'd love to hear, like, do you put it in the bank that you have your debit card, or is it a separate institution? What's your plan? How much are you going to be saving? What do you think the right amount is? Just tell me about your emergency fund status. Are you are you thinking that's a good idea to start someday, or are you already working on it? Um, you don't have to get too personal if you don't want to share it with the world then don't post it on youtube or facebook post it in money study group and only those of us in the in the course will see it but if you want it want to have it talked about then either give me permission on your comments this week or post them in youtube and i'll grab them and we'll cover those review those next week so will the assignment be on blackboard again harsh always every week yes absolutely 100 percent without a doubt no question about it, every assignment that you get points for are going to be in Blackboard. All of your tutorials and guidance and helpful steps are going to be in Money Study Group. That's the online course, but the, the, te you know, the points for the University of Houston, if you're a student at the Bauer College of Business, everything is in Blackboard that you need in terms of assignments and points for your grade. So thanks for that question. And the participation grade is telling you the status of future investment. Have no idea what you mean by that. And the participation grade is telling you the status of future I have no idea what that means. Um, doesn't make sense to me. So maybe you could restate that. I'll wait for a minute here for a few seconds, but harsh. Uh, and the participation grade is telling you the status of future investment, question mark. I'm going to give you like the count of 10 to restate that so I can try to figure out what you're asking, but I do not understand that question. Sorry, I'm sorry. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, what, okay, what you were just talking about in terms of what you were doing to save for the future, question mark. Oh, okay, got it.
got it. So you're talking about this week's comments and how you're going to get points for class participation. That's what you're asking is what do I want you to talk about in your comments. Okay, great. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so, yeah, the comment is, and there are other comments posted in the course too that you can respond to, but I'm just saying in this Zoom meeting, one of the things we focused on is your, your emergency fund. So leave a comment it, when you watch this on YouTube, Facebook, or if you just want to leave it in Money Study Group. Leave a comment about your emergency fund. What are you doing? Like, what do you think is the right amount to save for an emergency fund? I told you three to six months is what most people say, and I'm telling you six months is better than three months, but what do you think? And are you doing it? Is your account at the same bank as your debit card, or is it somewhere else, and why? Just some, just some thoughts that you can share your comments about the, the basic idea of how do you do an emergency fund. A lot of you haven't even done it yet. I know that. I mean, because I've taken polls in the past. And so I'm hoping that every single student in this course who doesn't have an emergency fund and account set up for that will do it. So that could be your comment. Hey, that's a great idea. We should all have an account. So I'm setting one up at my credit union or my bank or another bank or whatever. Just tell me. That's what I'm asking. So great question. Thank you for asking me to clarify what comments I'm going to be looking for for this week's class participation, and that's really around the area of emergency funds. So thank you. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. It's 10.57 a.m. I'm always trying to get done by 10.30, and if I do it by 11, I'm not thrilled with that, but it, sorry for the length. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget that little feature. You can go double speed and you can listen a lot faster than I can talk. See you next time. Have a great week.